Good morning. It is Kale and Company live right here on WKXL, nhtalkradio.com. Great to have you with us. We are presented by Northeast Delta Dental with individual and family plans designed to fit your lifestyle. Learn more and find your plan at deltadentalcoversme.com. And uh, we have something special, something completely different here this morning on uh, Kale and Company as we will be uh, serenaded in this portion of the show by John Stanley Shelley and also Sean Chase. Gentlemen, uh, we welcome you to the show. Great to have you with us. Thank you. Good morning, Ken. Well, it is my pleasure. And we are happy to have you here. Uh, You can uh, watch us on Facebook right now, right? Where can you see us? We are. We are actually uh, broadcasting this on our Facebook page for Man on the Hill. So uh, if you go look up Man on the Hill, you can see our... Well, I don't know. We were talking about whether we really wanted to be seen, but here we are anyways. <laughs> well, well thankfully, thankfully, I'm not. Maybe I can be heard but not seen, which yeah. is probably uh, better for me. But uh, Man on the Hill is a show uh, that is coming this weekend to the Hatbox Theater at the Steeplegate Mall in uh, Concord. And it is a show, I am told anyway... For all ages. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. So, uh, uh, John, I think you're, you're the driving force behind this, uh, along with uh, Sean. So uh, tell us a little bit about The Man on the Hill, and, and tell us what a, a, a fable opus is. All right. Well, so you say I'm the, the, the guy behind it, and I guess I really am, since I composed all the music and, and wrote the script and star in it and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, I, I've... Uh, pretty central to it and uh, pretty happy about it. But, you know, I, I say that, but then it wouldn't be the show that it is if it wasn't for the three guys in the band that uh, that have joined in, uh, Sean and um, and Stephen and Tony, uh, th- that really make it um, unbelievably wonderful to, to listen to. But we'll get into that later. I just wanted to make sure that they were acknowledged, that you don't just focus on me. Um, so ma- so what is a fable opus? That's the big question, right? So a fable opus is defined as a musical work that tells a story through narration and song. And so if you just get that definition, you can get exactly what you're going to see when you go to see Man on the Hill. There'll be a narrative story going on. And, uh, and then uh, a lot of great music that helps uh, accentuate the bits and points in the story that, uh, th- that are, you know, c- critical, you know, important. And, and, and that's the show. Thank you very much. That, that, that's it. That, but, but fable opus is a real term. Yes. And it's not just something you, you, you made up. Or, or is it? Or is it? Yeah. Well, it, it, that's that's great. I, I was going to keep that. I was going to keep that a secret. Even better. Yeah. No. Well, I I actually did. Yeah. Yeah. I actually. I think. I think. In the old. I. I don't know if I still own the, the domain fableopus.com, but I think I bought that once. Fableopus.com. I have then, to log then, on to that, folks. And then sent them over to our, our regular website for Men in the Hill. But but <laughs> but it, it's it's terrific that it is for all ages, especially this coming uh, Thanksgiving weekend, and you open on uh, Black Friday. Well, yes. and we, we kind of figure that, that, you know, what do you, it's a great thing for the family to do. Like, you've got relatives over, or you're just sitting around, you got done eating all the turkey, and you maybe you did some shopping, but you're exhausted. And so, what a perfect thing to do this weekend. Let's go see a show. At, right. Why not? At a, at a great venue as well. The hat box, very intimate. So everybody, no matter where you sit, is going to be up close and personal. Yeah. And uh, it's uh, if you haven't experienced the hat box uh, as yet, why not make it this weekend, uh, Friday night, Saturday night, and a, a Sunday matinee, correct? That's, that's, that's right. Yes. 
Outstanding. Three shows only, folks. That's yeah. right. Uh, Don't miss it. For Man on the Hill. And I, I'm told it's a captivating story, powerful music, and an uplifting experience. That's, you know, I, go ahead, Sean. Take, perfect. A, take a turn. I that, mean, that is the perfect description of what the show is. I heard the music back before I joined in 2021. And the second I heard the CD, just the the power of the songs was enough to get me to say, geez, I really want to do this. And then once I heard John's storytelling and and the story, um, yeah, you're going to love it. <laughs> and, and we're going to be hearing some of the music uh, from the show today. Yeah, yeah. we're going to give you a sort of an un, unplugged, plugged-in version of it. Unplugged, yeah. plugged-in version <laughs> That's right. of music from uh, Man on the Hill this weekend at the Hatbox Theater in the Steeplegate Mall, uh, what there is left of it, uh, in, uh, in <laughs> Concord, and uh, featuring the Duncan... Idaho band. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, and that's, you know, what Sean talked about, how he was drawn to this. I, you know, I, I distinctly remember, uh, you know, it was, a, it was a friend that got him the CD and told him that I was looking for, for some players. And, um, you know, and his eyes, his heart lit up. And he's been married to this, you know, his soul has been part of this show, which, which, which um, plays out well when we're, when we're singing and performing, you know, yes. how much you're into it. And the same thing happened for Steven and for Tony as well. They, they just get a taste of this. And um, uh, you know the music. The music. I, 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 I don't want to sound like you know. I'm. Oh, my music's great. That's not it. But but it is. <laughs> no. That's what you guys tell me. So and well, that's why you joined us. Well, so. well, let's let's let the uh, the audience judge because l- we'll hear one of the songs uh, right now from uh, Man on the Hill. What are you going to play for us? Realize. That's the name of the song. That's the name realize. of the song. Realize. I realize I have to turn the other mic on here. You're walking down the lonely road to your demise. Realize that through your eyes, as I can see that your disguise is telling me I'm better off free. But I know what's good for me is you. a long, long time ago It occurred to me that you might go your separate way in the middle of the day Leaving me with nothing to say But come on, babe, don't you understand We're only gonna make it if we're traveling hand in hand But I can't see something is blinding me I can't see I need to understand Why you're leaving me You speak deceiving For me Why are you leaving without me? A I need to know why must you go Well, it's 
been two years and a little bit more Since you came a-walking through that door And since that time I know you've been mine I don't know why you draw this line It makes it clear you don't want to be near Someone who is as sincere as me Something is blinding me Oh, I can't see I need to understand Why you're leaving me You speak deceivingly oh, why, why are you leaving without me? Without a smile I need to know Why must you go? you walk ahead of me I might not follow don't you see and don't you lag or just behind cause leaving you ain't on my mind walk here by my side we just might get along for a little while we just might get along for a little Well, folks, you have been part of history here on WKXL. The first time we have had anything on the air from a fable opus. There you go. There you go. Well done, well history said. made here at WKXL. We've been around since 1946. <laughs> and you didn't think we could make any more history than we already have. Yeah. But the first selection ever from a fable opus. And uh, Man on the Hill is the name of the show. Great job. Sounds great. Uh, John Stanley Shelley and uh, Sean Chase uh, with us this morning. Uh, part of the Duncan Idaho band, right? Uh, yes. Here, uh, half of it, right? Uh, exactly half. Exactly yeah. half. But see, my Melrose High math is paying off Very good. all so, the time. So one of the things why why we why, well we, we'll, I guess we're going to take a break. It well, sounds like we got yeah, that break oh, music. Well, you, you're you're well versed there. <laughs> you know, when we come back, we're going to tell you uh, why we picked that song. Oh, all right. Well, there's a tease for you. We'll be back with uh, John Stanley Shelley and Sean Chase. Man on the Hill is the show this weekend at the Hatbox Theater at the Steeplegate Mall. 7.30 Friday and Saturday, 2 o'clock Sunday? Exactly. Yes. All right. Yep. And they'll be back with more music and uh, more from this uh, fable opus uh, right here. I, I think I'll start calling this show a fable opus <laughs> on, uh, on WKXL. NHTalkRadio.com. We are presented by Northeast Delta Dental. We'll be right back. Kale and Company live here on WKXL, nhtalkradio.com, presented by Northeast Delta Dental, and having lots of fun on this morning, uh, this Tuesday morning, Man on the Hill is the show this weekend at the Hatbox Theater at the Steeplegate Mall in Concord. John Stanley Shelley is here. He composed all the music for the show. Sean Chase uh, in the house as well. Great to have you guys with us. 
we heard uh, Realize uh, in the first segment of the show today. Yeah, and um, so we, the reason we picked that song first, there's a couple reasons. One is because we oftentimes refer to the show as a fable opus rock opera, and the reason we tagged on rock opera is because that's something people do know. They do sure. kind of have yeah. an idea what a rock opera yeah. is. And, um, but... You know, you notice that wasn't a rock song. That was more of a, had a reggae feel, yep. and and that's one of the things um, that makes uh, this show unique is that we have a large variety of music. You're not going to get your ears are not going to get tired. You're going to not only going to be captivated by the story, but you're going to hear a lot of different kinds of music. We have um, a, you know a funny song that'll <laughs> make you giggle. We have some audience participation. What? Huh? Yeah, we have we have a country song, uh, a flat out rock song, kind of a a prog song. Yeah. We, we, it's all over the place. You've got it all. Yeah, yeah. we do. Yeah. Which is why everybody. So, which is why it's so fun to play in the show. Yeah. Because the musical styles of the songs are different, and we have to kind of adapt to that, and it just keeps it interesting for us. And we know at the Hatbox, everybody's going to be up close and personal. Yeah. Yes. And uh, get a real feel for it. Have you performed this show before? Yes, we have. Yeah. We actually toured in 2022, in the spring of 2022. Um, we went to almost all of the opera houses in New Hampshire, uh-huh. um, all over the state, um, and, and got some really good reviews mm-hmm. f- for the show. People loved it, which is why we decided to keep going with it. All right. want to get a couple more songs in be- before we have to uh, take our next break, but Man on the Hill is the show. We have John Stanley Shelley in the studio along with Sean Chase, and what are we going to hear now? This will be the title cut, essentially, uh, Man on the Hill. All right. Not the fool on the hill. Man on the Hill, folks. There's a tower of gleaming light A man in a cap With a beard and a pipe Singing softly to himself A breezy song of old Ships and sails and seas And gusty winds so cold and here I am miles and miles away wondering and watching every single day I'm a dreaming of my chance to see I'm dreaming of my chance to be the man on the Echoes of a thousand steps through icy gray stone His warm breath and frosty air, he feels it in his bones Drifts from pier to pier, he's walking all alone Crunching through the ice and snow, he's not far from home. And here 
where I am Miles and miles away Wondering and watching Every single day I'm a dreaming of my chance to see I'm dreaming of my chance to be the man on the hill The man on the hill Rusty springs on that old cabin door. Wooden frame and tattered screens are opening once more. Inside is the warmth and love, fire and his wife. A kiss for her with tenderness as she's given all her And miles away, wondering and watching every single day. I'm a dreaming of my chance to see, I'm dreaming of my chance to be the man on the hill. I said, dreaming of my chance to see, I'm dreaming of my chance to be the man on the Very nice. The uh, title song from the show this weekend at Hatbox Theater in uh, Concord, Man on the Hill, John Stanley Shelley, and uh, and Sean Chase, a part and uh, half of the Duncan Idaho Band, which will be performing over the weekend uh, at the Hatbox. Uh, I it's it's going to be a terrific show. It's for all ages. And I'm going to try to squeeze in one more. If you guys are up for it. Sure. Uh, sure. Do you want to go right to I don't know how much time we have left. Should we go right to it? Just... I would say go right okay. into it. What do we have? <laughs> so uh, this is called Rivers, Rocks, and Rain. And, um, and this one actually talks to a bit of what's going on in the story of the show, uh, quite, kind of clearly about uh, having certain hopes and expectations and then having them sort of pulled out from under you. Uh, and not working out as well as you wanted. So, yes. Rivers, Rocks, and Rain, right here on WKXL. What? I saw 
in your eyes Blister in pain as you wonder why She left you cold, no explanation Now you're standing there froze like a one-man nation So you stumble and fall as you wander home Should you give her a call or just get stoned? It's been so long she was at your side Tell me what went wrong, why did she lie, why did she lie? It was just a couple years ago You swore you'd never need a girl And then she popped into your world Your heart had pounded as it swelled Once again you're swept away Back in love another day With flowers, dinners, moonlight walks Thoughts of diamonds, all night darks And suddenly your innocence was ripped away It makes no sense you think you will go insane Pleasure crashes into pain Like rivers, rocks and rain He was your best friend since second grade There was never an end to the games you played School labs and baseball, you were always a team You went through it all till he joined the Marines And you were cramming for finals when you heard the news He'd been gone down as you put on your boots Your head started spinning, no stopping the tears In a blink of an eye, you relive all those years All those years You begged him not to join the Corps But he insisted through that door Was honor, strength, and discipline The kind of life that suited him You trusted that his heart was true With a hug, a quick salute Off he went across the sea To fight a war for liberty Then suddenly your innocence Was ripped away It makes no sense You think that you will go insane Pleasure crashes into pain Like rivers, rocks, and rain him not to join the Corps, but he insisted through that door was honor, strength, and discipline, the kind of life that suited him. You trusted that his heart was true, with a hug, a quick salute, off he went across the sea to fight a war for liberty, then suddenly your innocence was ripped away, it makes no sense, you think that you will go insane, pleasure crashes into pain like rivers, rocks, and rain. Big finish, part of the Fable Opus coming to the Hatbox Theater. 
this weekend, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, Man on the Hill. You can already tell what kind of great diversity there is in the music you're going to hear over the weekend. Gentlemen, we thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. And uh, get tickets. You can uh, go online right now, hatboxnh.com, and uh, check out the great show. John Stanley Shelley and uh, Sean Chase, thank you guys. You were terrific. Thank you. It's been a pleasure talking to you, and uh, we look forward to seeing everybody at the show. You're going to go home with a smile on your face, I guarantee. It's fun for all ages, kids, at the Hatbox this weekend. And uh, coming up, we'll be talking about uh, children's books, as a matter of fact, here on WKXL. Stand by for more terrific excitement on this Tuesday. Kale and Company presented by Northeast Delta Dental. Welcome back. Kale and Company live right here on WKXL, nhtalkradio.com. We're having a fun Tuesday so far, and the fun will continue as we uh, welcome back to our WKXL studios a man who once worked here. And now uh, he, he returns as an award-winning author. And uh, good morning to Matt Forrest Essenwine. Matt, good morning to you. Good morning, good morning Ken. <laughs> it's... Uh... It's funny. People don't know what goes on, you know, behind the speaker of the radio that they're listening to. It may be a good thing. Right? <laughs> I, just, I just literally sat down. I was running. I had to get my, my my daughter on the bus before I got here. So I'm walking into the studio, sitting down. You're turning the microphone on. People don't realize what actually is happening. And and you you know that uh, it is not the first time that I I have I have had a, a song ending. With five seconds left, and I'm racing into the studio. You you throw yourself into the chair. You slap the headphones on, turn the mic, and fourteen fifty WKXL, voice of the capital. That's Steely Dan. You still got it. Yeah, you still got it, Matt. <laughs> but, you, you could make your triumphant return I, here. I should. Hey, speaking of triumph, you're uh, uh, you're returning. You're retiring soon, right? Uh, what? Uh, what? <laughs> what? I didn't hear that. Uh, winner of uh, the 2023 New Hampshire Literary Award from the New Hampshire Writers Project for outstanding work uh, on uh, children's literature. I am today. I'm going to yes. hold it up to camera three right here. <laughs> there you go. I am today by uh, Matt Forrest Essenwine, and uh, I haven't read it yet, but uh, look, looking forward to it. Yeah, and uh, and I I do have to say I, I shared the award with a, a good friend of mine. It was, for some reason it was a tie, not not complaining, but it was just kind of unusual that there was actually a tie for the outstanding uh, children's literature. Uh, for 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 young people and um, my my friend Tom Tozy uh, won for his book Squashed so he and I both share the the honors an old flat-footed tie as yep. as they say but so. congratulations to uh, to all uh, involved with the uh, award-winning books from the uh, the New Hampshire Writers Project which is uh, which is terrific and uh, WKXL is proud to be uh, uh, a part of that. We're, we have a great association with them, and uh, they do an outstanding job of uh, bringing uh, literature to uh, all age groups. So yeah. they, they are uh, just an amazing organization. Matt, we have a, another guest on the phone. Would you... Uh, Introduce her uh, to our audience. Uh, yes, well, uh, well, and I can I can let Carrie uh, you know introduce her herself. But Carrie is uh, Carrie Allen is another fellow uh, children's author, and uh, she is from Concord. And I've known Carrie for for years, 
And I'm very happy to be joining Carrie and another friend of mine who's also a children's author from Concord, Deb Bruss, who's going to be joining us on the phone uh, in a little while. Um, all three of us are going to be at Gibson's bookstore in downtown Concord this Saturday, uh, Saturday morning for Small Business Saturday. And a little ah. bit of a story time. So each of us will be reading from uh, one of our books. That is terrific. Carrie, I'll, I'll do it in the radio okay. voice. Carrie Allen, take it away. Thanks for joining us here. <laughs> oh, thank See. you so much. I'm so excited to be here. <laughs> great talking to you. Carrie, it's, it's great to have you with us. Give us a little bit of your background and, uh, and what you're going to be doing uh, on Saturday at Gibson's. Sure. Well, um, I, like Matt said, I'm a children's author. I have um, seven books currently out right now, and three of which just came out this fall, which is a lot uh, and kind of a whirlwind. It doesn't happen sort of that rapidly um, in succession. <laughs> um, but sometimes, as Matt knows, publishing can be weird with their timeline. Oh, sometimes yeah. things happen all at once, and sometimes it takes years and years for something to kind of come together. Um, and I'm also a teacher. I teach uh, up north. Um, so children's literature, uh, literacy for children, all of those things are a real passion of mine. So, and Carrie, tell us a little bit about how you got involved in, uh, in, in children's writing. Um, so I've always loved books. I've always loved reading books and, um, and always sort of dabbled in writing. And then after my son was born, he's 14 now, that gives you a sense of how long sometimes this process takes. Um, you know, I started Googling uh, children's writing conferences late at night when he wasn't sleeping and um, decided that, you know, if I didn't try, if I didn't put myself out there, it was never going to happen. So I started going to children's conferences and that's, um, children's literature conferences, and that's one of the places where Matt and I connected um, and, you know, started reading lots and lots and lots and lots of books because that's the best thing you can do if you want to be a writer is to read what's being published um, and just started to put myself, put myself out there, started to submit to agents and editors, and, you know, finally someone said yes, and all it takes is one yes, and, um now, here I am today with seven books on the shelf, which feels very surreal some days. <laughs> That's pretty awesome. When, when was the, the first one, when did the first one come out, Carrie? Uh, the first, my picture book, no, I'm sorry, my picture book was supposed to be my first book, but um, it got pushed during COVID. Um, but my first book came out in March of 2022, which is my early reader. I have an early reader series, which is for um, children who are just, you know, learning how to read. Um, and, um, it's about two sisters. The first book in the series is titled Maddie and Mabel, and that came out in March of 2022. So it's been a little bit of a whirlwind of two years. I well, would say. you, you rock way harder than, than I do. I mean, I, I'm, I, <laughs> I, I've got eight books out, but it's taken me like the first one came out in 2017. You've got seven and they're just in the last couple of years. Holy yeah. moly. You are, you are cruising. You're, I think you're, there might you're be, fire, as the kids say. <laughs> <laughs> and there might be a little lull after this because, as Matt knows, um, it, it takes about two to three years for a children's book to be made. Yeah. So anything that we sell today won't come out for another two to three years. Yeah, at, at um, best. Yeah, two, two to three so, at best. Yeah. Yeah. So you know. It, it, there might be a little lull after this. <laughs> well, and and the people will ask me how long it takes to to you know to make a book, and I'll tell them you know it 
as long as it takes. I, sometimes yeah. it could be as fast as a year and a half, which is pretty fast. pretty fast. It's it's happened, but there's others. Um, I, I know, um, I don't know if you know Renee Latulipe, Carrie, but uh, Renee is, mm-hmm. is an American living over in Italy, and she signed a contract for a poetry collection about uh, the theater. And I think she signed that in 2017, and they here. just hired the illustrator. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So it's going to be a while before that comes out. Uh, you just, you never know. It's hurry up and wait. Yeah, <laughs> just like so many things in life. And, and Carrie is going to be, mm-hmm. you're going to be uh, doing, uh, you're reading one of the Maddie and Maple books right, yes. for the Saturday? Yes, I, yes. Um, so the fourth book in the Maddie and Maple series just came out on Halloween, actually. Um, and so I'll read one or two little sections of that. So because it's an early reader, it's kind of like five mini chapters, um, each around 200 words each. So I won't read the whole book because that's, that's too much. Sure. Um, but I'll read a little section or two of that, which I'm excited for. It might be my favorite one. It's, uh, it's uh, The illustrator did an amazing job, and I think it just came together really well. What time is the event done uh, on Saturday? I think it's 11, right, Matt? <laughs> uh, it's 11, yeah, 11, 11, 30. Uh, I, I suppose I should have checked that before I got on the air, didn't I? <laughs> but this is in the morning. It's either well, 11 well. or 11, 30. Uh, you can go to Gibson's uh, website or their Facebook page. They, they have all the info. Small Business Saturday in in Concord. And, uh, and Carrie, we wish you uh, continued success. Uh, thanks for being with us today. And uh, uh, we look forward to your appearance uh, at Gibson's on Saturday. Oh, thank you so much. I'm very excited. See you then, Carrie. Tell the hubby I said hi. I will. <laughs> All right. Bye-bye. <laughs> Take care, Carrie. Great, great to have you with us. Matt Forrest, Essen Wine, is going to stay with us uh, in studio because uh, he will be joined by uh, one of his collaborators uh, coming up after these words. It's Kale and Company live here on WKXL, nhtalkradio.com, with an award winner. Matt Forrest Essenwine, live and in studio. Former WKXL disc jockey. <laughs> <laughs> and the place still amazingly looks so much like it did 30 years ago when I was first here. And, and we, you know, we just keep the, the, the greatness alive here yeah, at WKXL every day. We'll take a break. Kale and Company continues right here on WKXL, nhtalkradio.com. Presented by Northeast Delta Dental. Stay with us. Welcome back. Kale and Company live here on WKXL. NHTalkRadio.com. And uh, we're chatting with uh, an award-winning author today. He was with us uh, not too long ago, Matt Forrest Essenwine. And uh, the award-winning book, I am today, and, and it's an award win. I mean, it, it still it feels awkward. Like I, I you know, I'm. The, the, You're a modest guy, man. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, when I was on the radio, you know, the radio really brought me out of my shelves. I was like, I'm like an introvert, and now I'm sort of an extroverted introvert. Yeah. Um, but, but the 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 book, uh, you know, it won this award from the New Hampshire Writers Project, and and there were several different categories. There's uh, adult uh, like novels. There was a poetry category. There was a young adult middle grade category, 
and and you folks were one of the sponsors, which I didn't realize exactly, until yeah, I found a... out that I had won I had won the award. And I said, "Oh my gosh, it was KXL that was sponsoring yeah, it." That was, we, we and you had a... nothing to do. To, just so people know, you had nothing to do with no, the, we the voting process. We weren't influential whatsoever. You just provided the big bucks to uh, to make it happen. But uh, Mashari and uh, all the great folks at the New Hampshire Writers Project uh, made an outstanding choice or choices oh, choices because you were a a co winner. Yes, as you yeah, mentioned. My, my friend Tom yeah. uh, Tom Tosi won uh, for Squashed. So we we, we were co winners. He he also won uh, his middle grade novel. Six thousand donuts also won 6, that category, donuts. and it won the People's Choice Award. So Tom, uh, uh, Tom, and I both being from from Ware, uh, the tiny little town of Ware, had some really nice uh, big big showing in uh, for the New Hampshire State Awards. And uh, our, our guest in the previous one of our guests uh, talked to you uh, off the air about uh, you know the other project uh, with uh, the book we most recently uh, talked about uh, in studio uh, your your walking book project i i, I don't know the oh, correct oh, term the stargazing, for it, yes. but the stargazing yeah yeah the thing uh, to remember about stargazing yes, so and, that and came out last month and that is uh, you can see that at 20 different story walks around the state there's 20 different libraries that coordinate story walks from conway down to litchfield to Mason and Fitzwilliam and Amherst and I think Rochester maybe yeah they're it's right. all over the place which I'm I'm grateful for yeah uh, absolutely and uh, we we have the book in studio right there and uh, uh, Sean who was with us in the previous uh, segment this morning said that he saw it in Belmont yes yeah, yeah. it's at the Belmont uh, story walk right along the uh, the real trail absolutely and uh, and Warner too for that matter we have another guest Matt to uh, to introduce so do the honors. Uh, this uh, from the capital city of Concord, New Hampshire, oh, I love the that. co-author I love that. of Don't Ask a Dinosaur and many other heart-wrenching children's books, it's Deborah Bross. Welcome to the show, Deborah. Good morning, Matt. How's that? Did you like the radio voice? I loved it. I loved it. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> my, my co. I had a, a co. Uh, a co-host from uh, when I was at uh, WJYY across town. He, he used to say, "Matt, Matt has the voice that melts butter." Yeah. I said, "Well, you know, it doesn't take a whole lot to melt butter. That's not really saying a whole lot." <laughs> but uh, thank you. So Deb is going to be joining us uh, at Gibson's along with uh, Carrie. We just had Carrie Allen on a few minutes ago, so Deb is going to be joining us. Well, that that is terrific. That's going to be uh, you know. Quite a uh, quite a combination of uh, children's book writers and 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 Deb, tell us how uh, you got started in that genre. Oh well, let's go back quite a few years. Um, I had um, no knack of writing. I was not uh, I was not an English major type of person. Let's say, and uh, we had children, um, and a, one of the ki- one of our kids refused to read, and I thought. We thought our first child, of course, we worried a lot, and we had them tested up the Yahoo and back, and nothing came up. And we finally just figured out we read to him a lot, but he didn't like to read. Um, he admitted that later, but I wrote him I wrote him a story um, about a wolf, because he was real into wolves at that point. And um, I don't know if he's still that much interested in the story, but I realized that I really, really loved read- uh, loved writing. And so I took some adult ed courses because I knew nothing about it. Then I, um, it went from there uh, to writing for the Concord Monitor Home and Family section for several years. Um, and then I got my first book published in um, 
2001. I had been, uh, it took three years to get out, and I had 20-some rejections before uh, it was accepted. Um, it was based on a joke that my father told me. Um, so that was my first book, and I was really lucky to have Arthur Levine, who was with Scholastic at that point, accept it. He had his own imprint, and he did incredible books. Uh, so that's what started it. Um, my life was very busy in many ways, so my books have not, I have not been churning out books like Matt does. Um, well, Carrie's got that, seven books in just two years, so we're, we're both behind her. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's great. I, I can't wait to meet her. I, I just recently was at my um, son's house, and his daughter had two of Carrie's books, and I didn't put two and two together until like a yeah. week ago. And, and Carrie, Carrie does a lot of early readers. I know Deb is, is, is mm-hmm. she does a lot of picture books, but she's starting, starting to get into early readers. So you guys, you guys got to chat and, and, and talk shop. Oh, yes. I, yes. I can't wait to meet her on Saturday. Yep. And Deb, Deb so I, I didn't, I made reference to this, uh, but Deb and I actually co-wrote, as you mentioned, my co-author, collaborator with this book, Don't Ask a Dinosaur which came out in 2018, same publisher as I Am Today, the, the book that you were, we were talking about. Um, and uh, Deb had had this idea about a birthday party that uh, a bunch of animals were trying to put on, and they're failing because the squirrel keeps eating the, the, the snacks and the porcupines popping the balloons, and, and she wasn't quite sure how to... It, it didn't seem to quite gel. Like it was a good idea, but it wasn't quite working. And, uh, yeah. and so she suggested maybe dinosaurs. So we, we got working on Don't Ask a Dinosaur, and, uh, and and we sold it, and it's 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 probably one of the the most popular books that I that I that I've I've got in, in my repertoire. I know your your book 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 has done exceptionally well, but dinosaur has uh, has really done well. Dinosaurs sell, don't they? They do. Yeah. <laughs> they, yeah. I had had I had been working on that story with the the woodland animals for years and years, and I had so many rejections. Um, so that's when I started thinking, okay, I, I can't let the story go, but I have to kind of change the audience up here. And yep. <laughs> that's when dinosaurs hit me. Yep. I, gu- yeah. I guess there's a lot of rejection in the uh, literary world. I mean, it's like, like yeah. I guess, a lot of other things. Like uh, in the radio world, you oh, yeah. usually get rejected for your first several jobs, and, and maybe jobs beyond that, uh, and uh, the, the theatrical world. So a lot of rejection out there, but you got to stick to it, right? Yeah, and you yeah. guys did happily, and, and I tell people, you know, I, I don't know what it is about me, but you know, I'm, I was growing up as a as a high school boy. You know, I was constantly being rejected, you know, <laughs> at the dances and stuff. Yeah. And then I and then I get into radio where I'm being rejected, and then I get into voiceover work where you're auditioning and you're getting yeah. rejected. And I've done theater and I've done on camera work, and you're auditioning and you're getting rejected. And now I'm writing children's books and I'm getting rejected. So I just, you know, when people say, "Well, how do you deal with the re- rejection?" I'm like. Uh, it's a part of my life. I just I move on. But, you know, when when people when you submit, if if, you, if anybody's thinking about writing, whether it's a children's book or, or whatever it is, you're you're thinking of creating, and, and you you have to submit it somewhere. Um, if 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 you don't hear from the editor, or if the editor just sends you a, a note saying thanks, but we're not interested, it is not about you. You have to recognize that. It, it, it's all about it's a business and it's just not quite for them maybe, maybe it's not written well but maybe they already did a dinosaur book maybe they don't do rhyme maybe they don't like a book for some particular it, it could be a wonderful book but for whatever reason 
they just don't need it. So right. you got to keep submitting. You got, uh, I've got two books out that have gone through like 48 rejections each. Don't take it personally. Exactly. Yeah. Right, right. That, maybe yeah, that should be one of your books. Don't take it personally. Personally. Right. <laughs> well, Deb, are you working on anything right now? Uh, yes, I'm working on an easy reader. It's called How to Name Your Puppy. And um, I've talked to an editor, and they're going to be doing some new easy reader type of books. So I'm hoping that I can work with them. And, it, and it's based on several experiences of, um, of having puppies and trying to find names. Ah. Well, it's and, going to be a great day at Gibson's on, I do have, on Saturday. I do want to mention, Deb, tell them quickly about your or the book that you're going to be sharing Saturday. Oh, yes. <laughs> I'm going to be sharing, um, it's called Where is Little Stripe's Daddy? And it's about a young zebra who is looking for a black and white striped daddy. And he keeps seeing different black and white stripes um, hiding in different places. And it's a book where you, there's called die cuts, but there's holes in the pages where you can see the hint of what the animal is. And then you turn the page and then you see the real animal. And I I got the idea because I saw this picture, this photo once of a giraffe standing on a crosswalk looking down going, Mama? Um, (laughs) And so there's no crosswalk in this one, but... uh, (laughs) Well, hey, children's books make great gifts. Do your Christmas shopping. Especially uh, signed uh, On Saturday. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Deb, thanks so much. Matt, thank you. You can see Matt, Deb, and uh, Carrie... Saturday at Gibson's, little after 11. Yep, you can just uh, check their website, Gibson's Bookstore, uh, their website, their Facebook page, all the info is right there. We will look forward to seeing everyone there. It's going to be Thanks a Thanks so much, and that'll do it. And uh, remember, folks, always look on the bright side of life. Thanks for joining us on WKXL.